Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Welcome to the read live. I lost my fucking like train of thought because you brought me white fucking Hennessy. I know I'm I'm blown away. Like I appreciate everybody who make a run to the liquor store for us, but like an international liquor store run, it just this is like it means that much more. This is duty free. (laughs) Thank you so much, girl. I go by the name of Magnolia Shorty. I got a newborn. Hey, Kiki. I do you love me. I do you. Wow, bitch. And I am Sissy Nobby. Nobby. This nigga is really fixing a drink. You have one. Why are you hating? Bitch, that's my cup. It say crystal. <laughs> it don't even matter. Nah, just just drink out of it. It's fine. <laughs> that's how friendship works. Well, it is. guys, share things. Thanks so much for coming. Very excited to be here for Essence Fest. It says drunk cup on the back, just so there's no confusion. Here, there's some Hennessy in that one already. <laughs> yes. <sighs> This is if your friends don't just bring you well, frozen beverages. I'm not beverages, mixing henny and uh, I'm doing what I want. Makers. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. This, All right. That's my cup. I know, nigga. I'm putting the liquor in your cup. Oh, thank you so much. He still is nice. These are nice bags. <laughs> Do you want your bags back? Because you could take you your shoes to a baby bags? shower. That's an expensive ass. Yes, oh. you better have a nigga who just pay and don't ask no questions. I am fully taking this bag home. Because if not me, I have several Girl. aunties that will use this bag gonna, as a purse. Not only am I taking it home, the very next two-year-old's birthday party I get invited to, that shit is getting used on. Oh, amen. Amen, Ooh. indeed. Y'all are such a blessing. Well... Let's not waste too much of your time. We have responsibilities and a show to do that you paid for. So. Yep, you did. 
That's tasty. Hey, Robin, I hear you, girl. I don't see your ass. You blending in good in this darkness, but I hear you, girl. First off, giving so cleave. She's giving you some cleavage. You know, I had to give him a little titty. Just a little titty. It's New Orleans. It's too hot down here to be That's modest. True. It's too hot and humid down here to give a fuck. You just got to put good. on whatever feels good. We have eight drinks up here. All right. We are going to have a great time. So, first of all, black excellence. Besides the city of New Orleans. Amen. Where, I mean, as I've heard many times, all of people's favorite things about this city is because of black people. And it's true. I just have to agree. <laughs> so... Besides that, I wanted to give a powerful black shout out to a woman by the name of Patricia Okumu. Yes. 44-year-old woman who resides in Staten Island, New York. God bless her. Only thing I know about Staten Island is Drita Devanzo and the rest of Mob Wives. I know that Staten Island is the only borough that voted for, I think, Trump in the election. That makes sense. So any black person or non-white person living out there deserves our full support and respect. Like, why live in Trump country if you don't have to? Well, Patricia, who is a native of the Republic of Congo, lives in New York, as we said before. And what she decided to do as a protest to uh, Trump's immigration hateration was to scale the Statue of Liberty yes, and make a statement with shirts that say things like Trump care makes us sick. She's a part of a, uh, a member or a part of a group called Rise and Resist and has been for months. Amen. And the thing I love about this uh, New York Daily News article is they also have like documentation of all kinds of racial discrimination things she's uh, she's been a part of in like the past... 15 plus years like Patricia hasn't given a fuck ever in her life Amen. if you think that she started now you're wrong check her record <laughs> she's never let a hating bitch try her yes. I love that she is photographed sitting atop of the you know up on like the base right on uh, her, Lady Liberty's like the hem of her garment she's sitting right about there and these white people are desperately trying to go you know get her to come down but her like posture <laughs> Mama was literally like in the picture I saw. I was like, "What would you like to do?" I didn't have to hear anything or be there. That photo made it clear that she <laughs> at some point she said, "Nobody is going to move me." Like, I do what the fuck I yes. want. The fact that she got that far up there without anybody noticing Hello? is the real miracle, right? So shout out to that sister. I know a lot of people have been very ignorant about that, talking about black people shouldn't take up other people's causes but first of all like i think we all know that ain't nobody free till everybody is free and secondly if you think being a legal resident or citizen of the united states is gonna stop these crackers from coming after your black ass you are dead ass wrong so you niggas need to let that go right now because guess who's next bitch hint it's us 
they're not even like being secretive about it. So you can and let honestly, all that other hatred and shit go. We all need to come together against these motherfuckers. And as we've said before, like when you are looking at these photos of these kids that are in like cages and sleeping under tin foil, like you should be mad. Period. Right. <laughs> you should just be ready to climb on top of whatever and holler at some fucking maggots. So right. I don't understand why anybody. And then when, she, like, when she had the the, the press conference, because you know, of course, why people are charging her with like disorderly conduct and hating no. on whites or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> when she in her press conference said, um, "Michelle Obama, uh, our beloved first lady." <laughs> She did that just for me. <sighs> that was so powerful just then. <laughs> she said, you know, she quoted when Michelle says, when they go low, we go high. And Mama said, well, I went as high as I could. Amen. Just, that's the type of blackity black shit I like to face. Amen, yes. I know when Melania read that, or when somebody read that to Melania, <laughs> she was pissed. Oh, I know she was angry. But bitch, you already stole from Michelle for that speech we ain't forgot. Right. So fuck you, bitch. I don't acknowledge nobody <laughs> a part the of this administration. Really fuck all of y'all. Went in front of the world. Nigga. And plagiarized. <laughs> and then flew down to visit children who had been separated from their parents in a jacket that said, I don't really care, do you? And normally, see, I know they did it on purpose because normally we don't get pictures of Melania when she boards whatever her fucking aircraft is and does things. They did that on purpose. Exactly. They put her in, what is that, Zara H&M? It's some regular bitch brand that she don't never wear regular people clothes. They put her in that regular ass jacket that, bitch, I'm mad because I would have got that from Zara had your hating ass not worn it in the wrong fucking context. I I would normally love a jacket like that. But you have sullied the jacket with your evil racist bullshit. They did that shit on purpose. They did. Just to make sure we knew Melania ain't really give a fuck about them kids. So when, like, white liberals and people be, like, trying to fake feel sorry for Melania because she's married to the worst, like, turd on earth. I'm like, oh, you can keep it because she's That's trash. That's none of my too. business. I just want right. for everybody to, like, they she's also. She's trash as well. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me 
to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know Kifuri and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print, or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. So tonight in um, Hot Tops, Bottoms, and the Chocolate Factory, have I used that? You have, but the Chocolate Factory reference will never be old. Um, it's just so gross. Of mice and, of mice and bottoms? Of bottoms and men. Of Hot- bottoms and men. Yo, write that down. That's a memoir title. I don't think we talked about um, this yet. Drake has acknowledged Adonis as his child. Well, I just want to reiterate, a lot of y'all have acted like we called this. No, this, y'all don't understand how many people had to know about this child for us to know. Like... It was not a secret if it got to me. I just very, need y'all to understand that. Very Googleable. Right. Everybody knew about that shit. She had already posted them baby shower pictures. So it was just a matter of time until Drake really acknowledged it. His baby mom would be like, Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch is lit. I'm so like, shout yeah. out to you, bitch. She got her baby over in France where I think the paparazzi laws are totally different. Mm-hmm. And she, yes, she is. And she is hiding the fuck out with her baby. And I cannot say I blame her. And her riches. Really? Yes. And whatever she is getting every month through uh, the state of Canada. No, that's not what it's called. (laughs) Whatever their child support division is. The Canadian Republic of Youth. There you go. Yes. That's right. I made that up. That's not a thing. It might be. Um, Who knows? Well, you know, on this new album, Scorpion, that Drake just released, which, sidebar. Okay. Too long. It's too long. And honestly, I'm bored. I'm so bored. I was really bored. Most of the rap tracks, you know, had a few lines where I was like, okay, future Instagram caption. Yes. But then we got to the R&B side and I was like, sis, I'm asleep. (laughs) I am exhausted. And I... Nothing offends me more than Ratchet Happy Birthday. Because, bitch, off the title alone, I should have got the stankest, nastiest birthday song that every black girl in the world is going to play on her birthday. So we all expected. Yes, it should have been like in the club for 2018, but it was not. 
I'm like, what the fuck is this emotional bullshit? This don't have nothing to do. He fooled me. When Nice For What came out, I said, this nigga gonna be from New Orleans now, Lord. He about to be from New Orleans. I'll take it. And he about to give us an album I full of, you know, his half bounce. <laughs> I already know y'all done remixed it and made it real. But... He was about to give us, you know, that's what I thought we was going to get on at least the rap side of this album. But even most of it, I was just like, this, I definitely like, could have kept it. Uh, made a playlist that I call Seaside, and it's just me. It's like the album again, yeah, edited. It's yeah. half as long, because <laughs> well, I just, it's not that I don't like it, it's just too much of it. I, what, I know that Drake has a lot of feelings, you know, but it's like, a lot. let's just... Edit that down into something that we can all digest. I don't need to be here for a week trying to listen to you resurrect Aaliyah. Like, it's just too much. (laughs) It took me, like, three days to get through that B-side. I could not do it. But, I mean, as far as the projection goes, I love that song. Like, I don't even care about whatever he's rapping about, but that emotionless song with the Mariah Carey sample, I just want that that song over the beat. Like... (laughs) I want Drake to just get off of that song. Yes. And let me hear Mariah singing over yes. that same beat. The song I thought I would hate the most called In My Feelings. Just Bitch. based off the title. I was wrong because, of course, yo people. <laughs> Hashtag free JT. Free. Y'all know how he feels. I don't give a fuck what she uh, was part of the fraud. <laughs> who she stole. I don't care who she scammed. The scammer's in here right now. These niggas are scamming the White House right now. Don't talk to me about nothing JT did. <laughs> How, you are, you know, doing your version of Bounce. Let's call it Vibrate or like... Okay, yeah. It's a, it's a mid-vibration. Something to keep your baby asleep. With City Girls and Magnolia, like, and look. <sighs> as far as whoever, like, Drake's production is usually decent, but this is just like, it blew blew me out of the yeah. water, but I just didn't need to be there all night. Anyway. Right. So at anyway. one point on the song, he's on the Emotionless record. He says, I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kids. Love that line. From so empty much. souls who just wake up and look to debate until you staring at your seed. You can never relate. I've never liked the word seed and like in terms of children. It grosses me out. Yeah, it's a little it's a little nasty. Cause it just makes me think of ejaculation. Yeah. Like so you just look at your baby as a little pile of ejaculate? I don't. I don't look at your baby like that. You know, so I feel like, you know, we we kind of felt through I mean, we talked about this. I if I were Drake, I would feel Nigga, if I worked at fucking Popeyes, I would still do what Drake is doing right now because I don't need for any of y'all to say nothing about my baby so I can look up your IP address and get your longitude and latitude to come and punch you in your goddamn neck. It's true, yeah. So. I would do the same thing, but I also feel like based off the lyrics I heard across this record, Drake is not an active father either. And that's where I have a problem. Like, you can hide your kid all you want to as long as you being a daddy to that nigga. But you talking about you only met his mama twice and you only seen him once and all this other shit. I'm just like, okay, well, no. That little nigga been around too long for you to talk about you done only seen him once. I didn't see you on Instagram flying to see Odell Beckham Jr. at least twice. 
you trying to tell me Drake of all people can't catch a flight to France to see his baby? I don't want to hear it. You've been on top for too long. You got way too much money for anything to be an excuse. So I'm all for hiding your baby from the internet. I'm all for that. But you need to be a daddy in real life. And it seems like that's where he's falling. And that's where I can't rock with him. But be like, but we it. <laughs> daddy, what I'm to you? You know Simi is a big star now. You don't know the people that love is Simi, daddy. Why is the daddy's Jamaican? Because why would he not be? Um, so women in hip-hop are getting along swimmingly. Oh, great. Everything's great. Female rappers are just showering each other with love and support. Yep, it's true. Um, so we talked about Lady um, Onika on the last song. We did. Uh, episode. We did. We talked about Onika. Just deteriorating in front of our very eyes. But... I went and watched the video of her opening those uh, Chanel gifts or whatever and losing her fucking mind. You didn't see it? No, I watched oh, it after okay. the episode. Wasn't it a mess? I thought like, she was literally squealing. You know, it was like, I felt like, okay, if I were like, you know, someone on Basketball Wives, then maybe I would be that excited. But it's like, bitch, can't you just go down and buy a Chanel bag at any time? Right. Like, why are you so hype over things you can afford? Chanel bags are like Target bags to her. Right. She can go get those like it's nothing. So we're just like, what are you doing? All this extra <laughs> sh- Who is this performance for, Nikki? Like, that's what I don't understand. I really do want the best for her, despite what it may seem like most of the time. That's because Barb's, you know, they yeah, have they will twist your words. Things. I do want the best for Nikki, but I feel like Nikki is in a place where she is losing it because there are all these very talented girls coming up. Cardi done sh- knocked at the throne a couple of times, and she's getting shook. She had a couple of number which, ones. Cardi B is on a new song by Little Boot. Who? Little Yachty. Little Boat? Oh. The nigga calls himself Little Boat. Doesn't he not say Little Boat? I was about to be so mad because I've literally what never heard a Little Boat. I was about to be really pissed off. So, Lil Yachty just put out a song featuring Cardi B and her baby's father. And on Cardi's verse, she starts by saying, I hear shots coming on the low from hoes I'm higher than. This attention is so flattering because they're admiring. Don't know what's on their mind, but it should be retirement. Oh, shit. Get the AARP or this AR gets a fire in. Her oh, ghostwriter did the fuck out of that. Oh, shit. And she delivered it just the way, like, she meant that. <laughs> her, I mean, ghost, her ghostwriter handed her the notebook and she was like, yes, yes. I love this, will be it. This Let is me exactly practice this how real I feel. quick. Yes, because this is great. Well, I she mean... responded to somebody who said, you know, of course everybody feels like she was talking about Nicki Minaj. And she responded on Twitter to somebody who was talking about it and said something like, it was six bitches in music who was hating on me while I was pregnant. Why y'all automatically think it's her? Because uh, it a, is. Right, I was about to say, is that a real question, bitch? Obviously, we think it's because of her. Who are the other five? <laughs> Um, meanwhile, Nicki Minaj released a photograph of this bad video that I guess still ain't out. I thought this was done already, but she's, I guess, in a scene in the video, a mermaid 
in the, you know, coming out of the ocean with oh, fun. a very, you know, interestingly textured weave. She's a pregnant mermaid? She's a what? Is she a pregnant mermaid? No. Where did, where did she get pregnant from? Isn't she pregnant? What? Am I crazy? Nicki Minaj? Oh. Thought you was talking about Cardi. My bad. My bad. Well, Azealia Banks reposted this photograph with a caption that says... <laughs> With a caption that says, Chicken of the Sea, sis. God damn it. I hate when stank people make me laugh. Stay in your lane, Nicki Minaj. LOL, well, you're running out of ideas, girl. I guess this is like Azealia Banks has done this whole I'm a Black Mermaid thing for pretty much her whole career. But it's like, girl, so many yeah. women doing mermaid themed yeah. things. This could have been a moment where you text your very best friend and been like, look at this bitch. And then <laughs> had a caprice on and went on about your day. But that didn't need to happen. Chicken of the Sea did make me laugh. That is funny. It is. I'll give her that. Um, this was reposted onto the Shade Room. Of course. Where everything goes to die. Goes to die. The Shade Room is the single biggest instigator of black-on-black crime. That no, is actually it like is. I feel like that is a fact. It is a fact. I feel like if you if there's a study on that, it's probably you're accurate. I think I'm right about this. Like everything bad happens on the fucking shade room. Start paying attention. So they reposted it. Jocelyn said, like, in response to Azealia's comment, yep, that's about right. So people were like, oh, bitch, where are you mad at? You rap? So <laughs> you Jocelyn tweeted, <laughs> I just to love you, bitch. Now, y'all know English is her second language. I mean, you know, I was going to try to do a Jocelyn impression, but it felt racist. I'm not going to do it. It's not racist. It's something else, though. Some other yeah, it's a word. bad thing. It's xenophobic or something. One of those. Yeah. It's something like that. She said, I just love the bitch, but when you show your true colors, everyone in the music game told me they can't stand you or work with you. All right. Yeah, and I always bad. took your side, but you a flaw bitch, Nikki. And she spelled it N-I-K-K-I. I know Nicki Minaj hates that shit. <laughs> like, this long, this bitch name been on the cover of how many singles and sure. magazines and shit, and y'all still spelling it with two Ks? That was shade. She said, don't say shit to me, you know what you did. So she's implying that Nicki Minaj did something to her personally. So all of the girls are upset with Onika. Okay. It's hard for me to believe Nicki Minaj wasted her time on Jocelyn Hernandez. It's not hard for me. I mean, when was Jocelyn ever anything remotely approaching a threat? <laughs> okay. If you say so. Well, let's just, you know, start a prayer circle for all those involved. I mean... I, I mean Missy's doing something for Essence. There we go. Let's focus on... Let's focus but on I don't somebody know what with it talent. I can't miss it. Yeah, I have to find her. I, I will was... walk off this stage right now if she's performing. <laughs> Oh, no, don't say that. She might be. Um, so Keisha Cole was a liar. She's not pregnant. Keisha Cole posted a photograph on her Instagram the other day that says, hashtag prego in my Fashion Nova fit, which is cute. And it also is Fashion Nova women's and then Fashion Nova men. <laughs> I looked at Fashion Nova men just out of curiosity the other day, and I was like... 
yellow camo pants. Oh, I'm, no. Because <laughs> I guess I heard the gays expected to have, like, you know, illusion mesh gowns and things. <laughs> and was pissed. But while well, it's very boring, it's a couple of sweatpants I'll probably buy. But either way, the women get the cute stuff. And she That's said true. she's Preganova. Preganova. Prego. New hashtag. Prego in my fashion Nova fit. And hashtag congratulations are in order. C O N G R A D. I was thinking this is pretty good so far. Where did the D come from, though? Congratulations will always make me think of Drag Race. But that's not what it says. No, of course not. It's not certainly not what she meant. But you know, it's Keisha Cole, so. Well, not long after, she posted another uh, photograph, and it says, I kinda apologize for trolling yesterday, telling y'all I was prego. I kinda apologize? I don't know. I hello. It's Keisha. But y'all need to stop body shamming me and saying it's S-H-A-M-M-I-N-G. I'm reading what's on the thing. Oh, that's not, not even shaming. That's shamming. That's something else. Y'all need to stop body shaming me and saying I'm pregnant every other day. Like, seriously, it hurts my feelings. Hey, Fashion Nova, thought it was sweet that you were all excited about the news, though. And then she tags that, like, eight-year-old nigga she's dating. Oh, oh. So, like, I get, be, I really actually feel for women when they have, like, pregnancy rumors or people assume that they are pregnant just because they gained a little bit of weight. Like, that has to be annoying as fuck. So, I get it. But, like, Brandy's been dealing with that for about five years. Right. She has had niggas convinced she was 14 months pregnant. Like, no, girl. She just gained 15 pounds. You're going to have to get over it. And the other day, Moniece posted on Instagram, congrats, Brandy. Sorry I couldn't be at the hospital when you gave birth. Oh, Trolling the bitch. So you know that bitch is only pregnant with Taco Bell. I am confused. So she posted that because people had been asking her if she was pregnant all the time. I guess I, guess I did not know that about her. Okay. I mean, how would you? Well, now I care even less than I already did. <laughs> like, at That's, first I was going to be at least happy for her because I thought she had a baby on the way. Right. But, I mean, now I'm just like, really, bitch? Why waste my time? It's like, you barely matter to us. <laughs> so, why? We're barely paying attention. Well, God bless her. She's probably somewhere outside right now, Trump. I was about to say, I don't know. Like, I'm about to be, I'm not judging the bitch. Like, she's probably out there. She probably is right on bourbon right now. I don't know why y'all acting like that. <laughs> Tessa Thompson has admitted that, yes, she does like men as well as women. She and Janelle Monae do in, indeed love one another. And the rest of that is their motherfucking gay ass yes. business. And the rest Amen. of y'all bitches need to worry about, you know, whoever Alexis Sky is dating. <laughs> <laughs> worry about your man. You do that. <laughs> right. Actually, Me and loved, my bitch are good. I loved the the interview that she did and, you know, talking about how she actually has, like, a really supporting family. And her being bisexual has never been a thing, I guess. And so admitting or opening up about her sexuality, it seems to be in an effort to kind of, you know, help other people. She said that some of her own friends, after they saw her playing the clitoris in the pink video... <laughs> Some of her own friends were like, oh, I just came out to my family because I saw this. Wow. Which is really, like, a moving, like, amazing thing to feel like you might have, like, made a difference for people. So that was that. But, you know, of course, 
the internet runs with whatever. So it's like, oh, Janelle Monet and, and Tessa have been married actually for seven years. <laughs> and Tessa's pregnant. Like, but wait, what? So she had to come back out afterwards and tweet. Sometimes we cheer so loudly at someone speaking their truth that we miss what they say. Here's looking at you, media journalism. Damn. I didn't say I was in a relationship, but I said lots of other things all below. One thing I missed, pride has no end. So, I like what her. I gather from this is that Janelle and Tessa are having a good gay time together. Absolutely. And the rest of that is just for them. And I admire that because not only are they adorable together, mm-hmm. and I love just that, you know, like girl on girl is like my favorite right you know, no, like, I know I how just, much you love lesbians I love lesbians so much you wish you They're were one like <laughs> hell my life would be probably a very great deal easier but <laughs> you know sure. I love the, both of them as individual uh, creatives and they're absolutely cute together and I love when celebrities are like yeah you know we might be fucking but <laughs> Maybe we aren't. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, Tessa. We knew you was fucking when you was that girl's clitoris. I mean, it was like, that was when, for me. The you big, knew before that. I did. I mean, so, you know, I do use Tumblr. And Tumblr <laughs> has been talking about Janelle and Tessa for years. And taking Which every little tiny of. screenshot off Instagram to back up their claims. But when the Make Me Feel video came out, I was like, here is the... Like, she's literally dragging herself between Tessa and this nigga. I was like, yo, it's right here. But you were still like, no, I think they're just friends. Yeah, because see, I didn't know anything about all of that uh, Tumblr stuff. I didn't know that they even hung out that often. So when I saw her in, like, the Make Me Feel video, I was like, oh, that's so dope. I love Tessa Thompson. This is so cute. But I was like, she's probably just playing a role. And then she was the clitoris. And then she was that wrinkly-ass clitoris. And you were like, got it. There it is. Got you are literally in between her flower. <laughs> Be any louder. Right. It's just very blatant from that point on. But I'm happy for, you know, any black person who has found found love and I very much support them, you know, keeping their business to themselves. Amen. Absolutely. Because these niggas are terrible. So <laughs> So what do Vivica Fox and Phaedra Parks have in common? Synthetic hair. Yeah, that's actually what I was going Thank to say. Thank you so much. Um, so, uh, Park, who still exists, was at the premiere for uh, the new season of Power, and she took. <laughs> what so is said, a really what? good question. Like, I was surprised you got invited too. <laughs> because why? <laughs> What do you need Fanger Parks there for? Right. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, but I, I think she is coming back on Housewives. I heard that too. Yeah. I think she is coming back on Housewives. Right? Ugh. We'll see. So tired of her child. What you mean, face. why? Because people will tune in to see Phaedra try to lie. See, these niggas been waiting on it. They want to see Phaedra try to lie her way out of that shit. <laughs> Ace Wells Tucker is going to put hands on that bitch. <laughs> Ace is going to be like, you better move that bitch. Phaedra took a photograph with 50 Cent uh, and left a caption that says, you don't rock with power, get the strap. (laughs) Bitch, you're too old for this. Aiden's at home like, really? Really? Yeah? Get the strap, mom? Um, Yeah? Tune in now for season five. Side note, before y'all start the chatter, he ain't Mr. Chocolate. Which, nobody was was asking. 
Phaedra swear the world is talking about her. We're really not. She did the same thing when she took a picture with Shamar Moore at Watch What Happens Live. She was like, no, this is not the nigga I'm dating. I was like, bitch, nobody, nobody thought that. Nobody thought that. Chill out, ho. Everybody knows his strap will have you sprung for 20 years, and ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> As we know... Vivica Fox recently talked uh, in promotion for oh, her book right. about how, you know, I don't even remember what she was talking about in terms of 50 Cent this time, but basically everybody was like, okay, girl, that was like 15 years ago, and he's like fucked 800 other hosts since then, and like, so why is this still happening? Right. So clearly, you know, that felt like shade. That's how everybody took it. So then Vivica Fox, which I'm just flabbergasted that all of these women are like really active on Instagram. <laughs> At their big age. Vivica Fox uh, posted a uh, Android screenshot of a text message that she got from I cannot a text message she got from Phaedra. The message says, Hello, pretty. I hope all is well. FYI. I took a pic with 50 at the power premiere, posted it, and heard Baller Alert is trying to make it into some BS towards you. And you know I adore you and have nothing but love for you. Blow kiss. Prayer emoji heart. Miss <laughs> okay. Vivica Fox's uh, caption says, Hmm, when you have to break out them receipts on another toxic trick... The nerve to text me, girl, bye, I see you, I ain't new to this, I'm true to this. Oh, she is old. She's such an auntie, I love it. Such an auntie. Hashtag real talk, boss moves, team Vivica, team Fox. Oh, there are two. Come on, you better have a team first. What's the difference between team Vivica and team Fox? Not a goddamn thing. Not one thing. See, this is why we got to stop doing shows where they serve alcohol. Team Vivica is the old face and Team Fox is the new one. Because she's... <laughs> Hashtag legitimate career. Hashtag get a job. I love it. I'm a fan. I was about to say, like, Vivica, we may be clowning Vivica for that obsession with 50 and them cheap-ass plastic-ass wigs, but she's not wrong. She does have a legitimate career. You niggas can act like y'all didn't used to love Vivica Fox, but we all know the truth. I still, well, I was going to say I still love her, but then I thought about how she tried it when she went to the uh, breakfast club with them strippers. Right, when she had that gay male thing. Y'all ever drive uh, dance for men? And she was the first one. Hell no! Why would they ever do for that? First of all, sis, we weren't talking to you. We don't even want to see you naked. Secondly, I know very much for myself that the girls do so y'all can lie yeah I was gonna say, there's not too many cis women who are hiring male strippers honestly over the age of like 22 we're not Just doing family, that that was some shit we did in college when we bought bottom shelf liquor and made our own chocolate covered strawberries yum and had ghetto ass parties in the on campus apartments them gummy that bears that she we soaked did in like we don't do that shit no more we have grown up. We can't drink bottom shelf shit no more. We got to get up in the morning. For my birthday, maybe next year, I'm going to have, like, a grown nigga prom. Yes. Give us an excuse. To just act like young trash. <laughs> no one knows how much longer we all have. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, Let's that's what those girls were talking about. 
Um, I feel like you brought up Chris Brown on the last episode. Did I? So this is your fault. Chris Brown I, yeah, is I gave him a compliment. I'm sure I gave him a compliment. And you said, after talking about him, I feel like I remember you saying something about Chris Brown and saying he's probably going to do something stupid. Oh, no, that was about Cardi. <gasps> was it? <laughs> I said I gave Cardi a compliment, so now she's going to turn around and say something dumb. But, you well, know, Cardi, Chris, you. sometimes the stars are off. Well, Chris Brown was arrested in Florida uh, for an outstanding warrant. Which I feel like is good for Chris Brown. You know, yeah, like I thought all he was arrested considered. for something else. I thought he was arrested for beating somebody's ass. I mean, the warrant is for uh, oh, battery. Gotcha. The warrant is. I wasn't totally wrong. Yeah. Okay. But I think it was a battery from last year. So hopefully he's no going to No current batteries. Good, Chris. No current ones. Just current good. warrants. You know. Um, he was taken into the jail at about 11. 11 p.m. and posted all of his, you know, white people money and they let him out. Amen. And I guess he put some weird response to it on, on Instagram, but Chris Brown is currently free and just still a nigga. And, of course. You know, I'm just, I'm going to take this. Uh, yeah, I am too. I am going to take it as well because we all know for Christopher it could be much worse. And I have not heard his name in the headlines for a good long while. So as long as he's still getting arrested behind old shit, I'm going to just let that rock. Why not, right? Chris Brown in 2018 has been so far from problematic compared to the rest of these bitches that, you know, the bar is below the ground for Chris Brown. It is below the ground. So I am going to take all of this as a win in Chris's corner. And you know what? Also, uh, Tyrese has been quiet for a while. God bless. He finally her. stopped typing. God is so good. Because I heard Idris Elba is going to be the villain in that Dwayne Rock, like that Rock Fast and the Furious spinoff. I don't care about none of the movies, but Idris Elba, I do care about. So the Rock is in a different that. movie every two months, two weeks, and he's bitch. always like, being some buff nigga saving the world. Like the role never changes from all kinds of things: <laughs> monkeys, alligators, Jumanji, haters, all like, of those. Every single movie, he plays the exact same the Same. And yet, every 10 to 12 weeks, there is a new movie with that nigga in and it. the girls go to see it. You know, I'm not mad. Get your money, half black man. Don't do that. Don't act like that. So, another witness has come forward to uh, admit that they lied on C-Murder. Oh, wait. Ain't that crazy? Like, it is, but it's not. Yeah. You know, like... The police was just like, we gonna arrest this. We gonna get this nigga, so... So, Darnell Jordan testified and admitted that he felt pressured by sheriffs and so on to, uh, to say... To lie. To say... It that they, in fact, saw C-Murder shoot and kill somebody. The same, uh story that the last or the star witness from this case which I think was in 2009 they also yeah, came this was forward a while and like ago. recanted like maybe a week or two yeah ago. I remember that damn so it's like you know the thing to me it's like when I think about this first of all it is crazy because I feel like I remember C. Murder being locked up when me I too. was in like chemistry you know yeah like, definitely but it makes me think because it's not a surprise to us that 
um, cops would be this nasty, this dirty, this shady. And it was like, it's A, a black man, B, his name C, murder. Right. So you're just like, get, let's just take him. You know? I'm thinking of all of the black people that are locked up right now that ain't do nothing to yes. nobody. Right. And will probably, like, spend the rest of their existences in prison or, like, go home to their families if they ever do get out, don't know them, the family don't know that the, the person, they're, like, all fucked up from trauma for being locked up, never did nothing yeah. to anybody. It's so real that this is something that happens to people with melanin all of the time. Yeah. And if you don't have money or somebody who recognizes your face, it's that much harder. Like, exactly. see, murder is even if if only a regional celebrity, at least that. And it still has been damn near a decade for him behind bars for something that we just now finding out he didn't do. And as for me, 10 years ago, when I heard this story, I was like, well, that nigga do have a lot of he got a lot of bars about killing niggas. <laughs> so I feel like this is not totally outside of what he will do. The nigga's name is murder. And at the end of the day, these niggas, these detectives, sheriffs, cops, or whatever, they just need a, a body to be like, this is the bitch they did. Yeah. That's it. They don't give a fuck if you did it or not. They just want to market it soft. That's really it. That's it. He's like, the nigger's name is C-Murder. <laughs> Okay, he's related to that that Master P nigger. <laughs> Is he going to get a new trial, or are they just going to let his ass out? I don't know what's about to happen, but something will. I mean, Lil Romeo has already reacted to it. You can't just <laughs> leave him. Something has to happen. Well... This is a very interesting story, and I will be watching it very, very closely because yeah, I'm interested too. to see how this ends up. It's just so sick to me. Like, y'all, like, there's so many black men and women that are just all kinds of fucked up behind this experience, and they never did anything. Right. And then there are also crimes where it was like, okay, maybe that's a little bit of weed. <laughs> like, you know it's things where you really still didn't hurt nobody. It's just white people enforcing rules against us that they don't enforce against each exactly. other. Exactly. It's really that shit. It's like whatever small law or ordinance they have, like when it comes to doing shit like barbecuing on the sidewalk in New York. I know y'all don't know nothing about that. Selling water. Or selling water. Yes. Little shit like that. Music ordinances, that type of shit. They care when it's us. But when it's white people, nobody even calls the police, much less bother to come out and arrest them. So it's just like black people are over-policed in that manner. And so there are more of us in jail than should be. And that's not even counting the niggas who are totally innocent of anything. And just got locked up because police didn't have nobody else to blame. So, I mean, I don't know. Being black in America is trash. Y'all know that already. I mean, yeah, that's just... <laughs> so, yeah. That's why we It's just garbage. But I hope to see something fair happen out of all this. I don't have a lot of hope. Right. But I would like least. to see that. Right. Yes. Well, that's just going to wrap up this segment. Before we move on... Oh, thanks. Is there anything <laughs> pop culture related that you want us to touch on before we move to our next sec? Who is that? Next? Never heard of her. Literally don't know her. Huh? What? Cardi B said Offset is like Jay-Z and Dr. King. Okay. So, <laughs> she compared Offset cheating on her to the fact that Jay-Z cheats and I'm Googling Martin it. Luther King cheated. I was about to say, she can't be talking about quality and consistency of work. Got it. Well, I mean, in that case, she could have named just about every damn man on the planet. 
because I'm hard pressed to think of one even in my own life who has not cheated. So, so it looks. Well, I don't know you, nigga. What you mean? <laughs> he raised his hand like I know who he is. There's a screenshot on Instagram. Someone said, so they married and he still cheated. Okay, sis. And she responded and said, and so did Martin Luther King, Kobe, Jay-Z, and Clinton. And most likely your father. But guess what? We worked things out. We grew. About to have a baby and purchasing a home together. Shit happens. I mean, she's right. Most likely her father did also cheat. But then goddamn, that's rude to say. <laughs> I don't care if you worked it out, Cardi. You know, blessings yeah, and happiness to you. Most of, most straight girls who are, or most girls who are exclusively attracted to men will put up with shit that I would never dream of tolerating. My so, very you can days. have it, girl. I cannot do it. Anything else? Anything else? No. Cool. All, All right. right. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my mm-hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read again that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire now let's get back to show so listen guys the next generation of influential black voices can be found on npr's new collection black stories black truths i've been running my mouth about it for a while now black representation in media is incredibly important and i feel like it's in kind of a curious situation at the moment so amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important black stories black truth is a celebration of blackness from npr each of npr's black voices are distinct varied and nuanced as the black experience itself you can get things from bobby schmurder to the wire michelle obama to reparations there's no limit to the range of black stories black truths Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. So let's move on. Yes, it is time for our question answer portion. Please welcome back Asante. Wait. Now listen. We encourage mess. We love mess. You may ask whatever question is on your spirit. It's wise to ask yourself, could this get me cussed out first? Um, but at whatever is on your heart. 
However, you know, New Orleans, we want to be able to hear the question that comes out of the person's mouth with the microphone. I am going to leave judgment to you if you feel like judging people. But just allow us to be able to hear the question before you turn to your neighbor and be like, now nah, she knew goddamn well that that nigga wasn't shit. Okay, so let's just be respectful of one another and have a great time. Asante, go for it. So as we get started, who's here for Essence Festival? Yes. Yeah. Well, the Reed will be performing on Sunday. We're hosting Super Lounge. We're not performing shit. I don't want y'all to think we do a choreography. No, he lying. They dancing and shit. They got a whole routine set We're up. Not. No, they're not. He's I lying. lie. I lie. All right, raise your hand. Oh, okay. You don't even need the mic. Hello, hello. My name's Lestelle. Hello, how's it going? Hi, I, I, I love you guys. I love you guys. I, I tell all my friends, um, it's not really a big question. I don't have any drama or anything. I just, I tell everyone that I listen to the read, and then they're like, I'm like, I'm a stand. And they're like, okay, what do you call it? And I'm like, uh, I think they call us What the are readers. you called? Yeah. You know, everyone else have stands. What are we to you guys? What do you, what do you call us? Very nice black people. Yeah. And I just call y'all listeners. What? Yeah, white people too. Well, I just, are, um, I'm too old to be trying to give y'all, like, come up with it. I know some people call themselves readers or librarians. Okay. I love it. But I don't call, I just call y'all very generous, kind people okay. who listen yeah. to us bullshit every week. Okay. So thank you for that. I'd love to see whatever it is that y'all come up with and run with it, but... Standum's dangerous. Oh, shit. Oh, God. What did he do, girl? I'm kidding. You see both of them, right? Yeah, he's right there. Oh, I see these niggas. (laughs) Mine is simple as well. I'd like you to open the invitations and know that the date is for next year. I'm not a great Photoshop person, so I I kind of just threw that together, and I couldn't put the year on it, but... Um, I have a great group of friends. Some of them are here. We're just going to party. It's not like romantic and, you know, loving. Girl, shit. this is a destination wedding. Yeah. I can't afford no international ticket for your wedding. Coming. <laughs> it's in Cancun. It's very affordable Cans. on the website. Who? Their payment plans. You, you got it. I have faith in you. So do you have a question or are you just finishing the invitation? You just want to you Think about it. Will you sleep they, on it? I definitely am not going to. Okay. But I really appreciate your invitation. It is not... I believe weddings to be very long and boring and yeah. frankly quite dangerous. I'm going to be real with nobody. you. I only go to weddings of people who like, if I don't go, they will be deeply offended. And I have to deal with it forever because I have a very close relationship with right. them. Yep. Right. Right. So your wedding, I'm probably not going to make, but I'm very happy for y'all, especially because okay. y'all gave us this liquor. Right. So thank you again. And so I appreciate you forever, and God bless your relationship. I just don't want you to get your hopes up. And, and stay together. Get therapy if you ever decide, oh, I'm tired of seeing your motherfucking face every morning. <laughs> I wish you nothing but yes, the best. Good luck to the two of you. Asante, who's next? <laughs> okay, it's somebody right there, y'all. She said, me. Like, the mic is, No. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Candace. I'm from Florida. Thank you. Oh shit. Um, but my question is, so Crystal, I saw the other day you had like tweeted something about like adding a segment about 
um, something you learned from your therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to ask both of you, what's something that your therapist has kind of shared with you for those of us who are kind of broke and can't afford therapy? I understand. Yet, I really do yet. understand. I'm on my way, but yeah. So that's a segment that I uh, first occurred to me a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to try to start it next week or the week after. Just not like a big thing. It's not going to be super long. It's just literally me taking a few minutes to say, hey, this is something that I've learned in therapy that has really helped me with like coping skills or dealing with bullshit or having some perspective about our lives, that kind of thing. So I mean, no, girl, ain't nothing to clap about because usually... Usually therapy comes up in the show anyway. Yeah, we talk we about talk it. We talk because we literally stand for therapy. It's right yes. up there with Beyonce. Um, so for me, growing up, you know, in the Bible Belt, very Southern Christian conservative family, I was always taught to overextend myself for other people's comfort. And that extended to everything. If random guests pop by, guess what, bitch? You better get to seasoning that meat in there and cooking up a dinner. And your house better be presentable. And you better let them in and have everything, like, ready to entertain at all times type of shit. And so it was really difficult for me to grow out of that mindset of always going above and beyond without anybody even asking me to. Like, it was... Yes, and a lot of us are like that, especially black women. We are like, when we grow up, we are taught to serve. And so it took me a while and having my therapist be like, well, bitch, why are you doing all this? Didn't nobody ask you for that? Like, literally nobody asked you for that. So if you would just chill the fuck out and enjoy your life, like, you'll be happier. And so shit like that, like, that's just, I mean, sorry uh, if you didn't want me to curse, but... (laughs) But yeah, that sort of thing is what I want to talk about. Just like unlearning things that have been problematic for me and then coping mechanisms that have been helpful for me. Everything obviously is not going to apply to everybody, but in whatever way that it can be helpful for you, I want to share that. So that sort of thing. Um, I think that like the thing that my therapist has done for me that I love the entire time that we I've gone to her is just she stops me when I'm being when I'm like stuck in my pessimism and gives me an opportunity to like reflect on the things that I've done that are positive uh, reflect on like a lot of the achievements that I've been blessed with and a lot of the hard work that I've done that has paid off because I think it's so hard to like or I'm sorry, not hard. It's really easy sometimes to like completely ignore all of the really great things that you've done and like all of the hard work that you've put in yeah. because you're so con- like concerned about what you're going to do next or this person that's you getting on your fucking nerves or how hard this is. And then like when I look back to like just five years ago and what I was doing and thinking about myself then versus now, like I'm still not shit. I got a lot of work to do. But when I think about, like, we are at Essence Fest. We're on, like, the same flyer with Janet Jackson, bitch. Like, I'll never get over that. I had to send that to my mama, like, look, I really have a job. You know, she she thinks I'm just bullshitting. Right, monster. But then when they found out about Essence, her and my aunties was like, now, wait a minute. What do you do? (laughs) That'll do it. (laughs) They was excited. Like, okay, my niece got a real job. Look at her. So those moments where I've looked back and, and been like, you know what? You're goddamn right. I did lose a lot of sleep and do this and then the third, and it did pay off. I am that bitch. Yes. 
You have to acknowledge it. Like for me, I don't like to be disappointed, so yeah. I don't let myself get gassed up off of every little thing that comes my way. But sometimes you have to just sit back and be like, "Wow, bitch!" Like. I'm doing something big, and I'm going to be proud of myself for it. You have to let yourself feel that. So thank you for that question, and I hope to start that segment very soon. Thank you so much. Asante, who you got next? Uh, my name is Dio. And I love been, it. Thank you so much. It's You're welcome. Dio. Um, love that, too. Even thank better. You, uh, thank you. Tears become joy. I'm not going to go any further. But my question is, do y'all watch My House? Oh my gosh! I Never haven't started watching my. It's on Viceland. So good. Okay. It's like there was like the L word and then the real L word. So it's like Pose and then my house. Oh wow! So my question so it's is like a, like a docu series. It's yeah. a house. Okay. Yeah, I just haven't started it yet. My question is: Will you communicate to Big Frida? Is she going to collaborate with Precious? Because I feel like that would be amazing. Well, I can't answer that because, like I said, I haven't watched it yet. But I hope that you get whatever it is you're looking for. And Big Frida is a fucking icon. And I can't believe that I twerked on the same stage that Big Frida twerked on. And Big Frida is everything. Yeah. I also have not seen the show, but I just want you to know I don't have it like that with Big Frida. Like... I just met her for the first time maybe an hour ago and I was outside like, can I roll you a blood? Can I do something for you? Like, outside standing. So, just don't want you to think it's anything other than that. What an icon. What a legend. A true icon. Yes, a real legend. What's the next question, Asante? Lord knows I can't see a motherfucking thing. No, but me neither. Hi, this is Mia. I'm actually from New York City, but my friends and I, we came down for Essence. Hey, girl. How you doing? Yes, um, you came on show. one of the party buses. <laughs> girl, no. Actually, my question is related to that. So, oh, shit. Um, quick, quick story, right? So, my friends and I, we're from D.C., DMV, New York City. Got you. I love DMV. mambo sauce. Go off, yes. Mambo sauce is really good. It's very nice. So we found a travel agent who was helping us with a package for Essence Fest. Right, somebody is already like, oh, <laughs> sis, how about um, we paid her $1,000? That was supposed to be inclusive of hotel, concert passes, party passes, everything. Oh. She was sending us invoices, confirmations. Like, it was all legitimate. I called the hotel. They had rooms. Everything was fine. We got down here yesterday. <laughs> Wasn't no hotel room, what? wasn't no tickets, wasn't nothing. We had everything planned. We had reservations. Obviously, we had tickets to your show, which has been sold out for months. Thank so, you. you know, if he was in a situation where clearly somebody tried to play you right. and tried to act like you was stupid, you was crazy, what would you do in a situation? Like, I'd lose it? Girl, I would fucking lose it because Essence is too big of a weekend. It's too many people planning friend trips. They ain't seen they line sisters in six years. <laughs> Everybody done came to get y'all done seen girls tripping, got motivated. Yep. Niggas in New Orleans is like, bitch, traffic is so fucked up. Oh, this is bullshit. When are y'all going home? My so- lift, my lift to the theater was literally driving the car like, look at all this goddamn bullshit. <laughs> Fucking tired of these I goddamn got out of my li- Earlier, I took a lift from one hotel to the other one. And the girl, the whole time, she was like, this is bullshit. Like, traffic, I'm pissed. I was like, you know what, sis? I will actually just walk the rest of the way. Because I don't want to offend you no further than you are already offended. I was like, in my email, trying to get everything situated and stuff. And then I would jump, because all of a sudden, the driver was like, what the fuck is you doing? Get out of my city. Like, 
So something like that, I would be so mad. I was at another hotel earlier checking in um, for a room, and there was a girl who was there with her friends on the couch behind me. And they were cussing out somebody on customer service because they had reservations and they had called and checked everything like you did. But when they got there, they found that their reservation had been canceled and it had been moved to some other hotel. And I was thinking, child, I would have been irate, okay, first of all. But also, I'm very glad y'all at least had another reservation because it would have been so much worse if you didn't have nowhere to go. But situations like that where y'all have paid your money and you, you know, you have been very diligent and double checked on everything and it still is fucked up. It ain't nothing to do but cuss out whoever you get on the phone. Like I used to work customer service uh, at a call centers. So I'm very sensitive to shit like that. And I really don't cuss nobody or come out, out of my mouth. You know about nobody unless it is egregious, and that is egregious. That's <laughs> fucked up. No, don't fuck up Essence Weekend. That's just it. That's if something is wrong, if you have to cancel and reschedule, then let us know before we get to New Orleans. Don't have us getting to New Orleans and taking that thirty-six dollar plus tip cab into the French Quarter <laughs> and not knowing what the fuck we doing. So, I mean, girl, all I w- I hope everything worked out for y'all. Our tickets were at least separate from Essence Fest tickets, so I'm glad you still got to come see us. But I would have, I mean, all I, all I know to do as a human is cut somebody out. I'm good. I do that a lot. I like it. Next question. Hi, y'all. I'm, like, really nervous. I'm, uh, I'm over here. Girl, over, over here. here don't mean nothing yes. to me. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. So I'm Desiree. I'm with my friend Jaleesa. We're from Dallas. And um Hey, all right, Dallas. Jaleesa. It's like a different world. It is like a different world. Especially with Fran and her linen pants. <laughs> Fran is Freddie. We actually just saw Issa at dinner. Lover. She, she said y'all she couldn't make it. Drop? She said she couldn't make it, but come y'all come party with her afterward. I don't know where y'all going, but it Done. Um so, I'll see if she hit me up. <laughs> Issa got the niggas. She do got the niggas. She do got the niggas. So um, my question is, last week I was at work and a situation happened to me that I'm very pro-black. And I'm I'm very like, you know, like I'm about that life for the most part, you know, except in the workplace. Um, And I actually got called the N-word at work. Oh, no, I'm having somebody's job. But by a Hispanic male. That don't so, shock me. I'm from Miami. So I, was, I really don't care. It was. It caught me off guard. I really didn't know how to react. My manager was with me, so of course I. And it was a man, so I wasn't gonna like hit him or anything. Although that was my the first manager reaction. heard it. My manager, he was a fragile white man. He heard it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have no backup, so I went for the wow. hit this Hispanic man. However, like um, my question is, since then I've really been battling because um, I never really had an issue with Hispanic people in, in general at all like for real like you know but how do you move forward and not hold that against like the whole race like it sounds like mm-hmm. a hard kind thing of <laughs> I mean so I think I understand what you're trying to say but what I think it's important for you to remember is that anti-blackness is global and everybody, like, I think, who was that? Was it Andre 3000 who had, like, a jumpsuit that said, how come across cultures everybody has a word for nigger or something like that? Or dark-skinned people are the most despised. Yeah. 
anti-blackness the idea that we are lesser than is a global idea it is not exclusive to america and it can be very easy for people who immigrate to america to pick up on the idea that hating black people is the best way to assimilate because so, everybody wants somebody to make them feel superior right like everybody this, you know? wants to feel like they're higher on and, the social chain than somebody else and they know everybody hate niggas so it's very important to keep that in mind. However, you should not allow that feeling. Like, it's fine to hate that one person yeah. at your job. Like, you hating that son of a bitch. How I dare you, bitch. That's fine. That's fine. But it's very important to not let that leak over into, like, not caring about or having compassion for right. all Latino people in general. Because that is crazy. At that point, you start sounding white. Yeah. And you have to really be honest with yourself sometimes. You'd be like, bitch, do I sound like a white bitch right now? Because I need to adjust my way of thinking if so. Do you know how much of a difference would be taking place in, like, several communities that right. are non-white if they stopped with, is this, like, a white thing to do? Right. People of color, in general, know that as long as they're not, not, not black, then things are not as bad as they could be. People know that. Mm -hmm. So I would keep that in mind. Um, and really, I would encourage you to not let that infiltrate your heart and have you feeling some type of way about all Latinos. It's fine to hate that one motherfucker. But everybody is not like that. And really, the rest of us need to be able to stick together right. against white supremacy. We really need to be able to do that. So try your very fucking <laughs> hardest, girl. I'm like begging with you right now. How Please. do we get them fired? All right, or get him, like, well, I mean, so if your white boss is a bitch and he's not going to do nothing about it, then you probably can't get him fired. Right. That's the, like, that's the shitty part about stuff like this. Okay, you can go to HR. Good fucking luck, though. Good luck if ain't nobody backing you up. That's all I'm saying. No shit, I would have very least. If you don't have it on videotape or ain't nobody there to be like, yeah, he should be fired, then good luck to that's you true. dealing with HR. Because HR is looking out for the good of the company first yep. and foremost. Yep. Not for the good of you. Yep. They are looking out for themselves. They're making sure the company don't violate no laws. That means you can sue them. That's all that means. So good luck to you, and I hope you don't let this experience uh, color your opinion of all Latinos. Okay, well, listen, girl, I don't have a mic. Where is Asante? I'm back here. Hey. This is my last question on this side, and I'm coming over there. Okay. All right, five He's coming over here, y'all. Thank hold you so down. much. I see y'all. All right, tell no me your name and your question. Hi, my name is Sam. I'm from Denver. I'm here with my friend. I hope y'all come out soon. Um, love to. Denver has legal weed, they so we do might. have legal weed. That's true. Um, so this is a much lighter question than than others. Oh, sure. So okay. My friend got high for the first time without me, and I just feel so abandoned. And I really need some friendship advice. She was gonna say she high right now off these edibles and she's having a fit. She want to go to the hospital. <laughs> Tell this bitch it'll be okay. You feel abandoned because she smoked weed without you. Yes, girl. Why did y'all have like some kind of blood pinky promise that y'all yes. was gonna? <laughs> oh, you did. Oh, okay. Girl, no the fuck you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. You like to get high, and you mad that that friend did not experience I their first high with you. Before. It's happened to me. 
I've had friends who have gotten high, you know, for the first time without me, and I'm like, damn, that was probably so. I wish I could have witnessed that. So I could laugh at them. Right. Yeah. And we could all laugh and be high together. (laughs) So what, do you never want to speak to her again? What's the problem? I never did it before, and she left me out. Oh, so you've never Oh, got so you don't smoke either. Oh, no. I thought she was a weed head. No. Okay. Oh. Oh, she left you oh, out no. of that experience together. And y'all she, had sworn to do it together. She's right there. Damn. You're <laughs> right. Okay, well, pass the mic to the lying-ass friend. Come on. I can't see y'all nowhere. Why did you do that, friend? So I'm the friend. Okay. <laughs> And in my defense, weed is still federally not okay. Oh, that's fine. And oh, we don't care about that. Yeah, we don't care about that. I know Louisiana is probably not as cool about it as New York City. Yeah. I'm sure. Because yeah. in New York, you can have an ounce without getting arrested. Yeah, so... I'll be in the Apple store getting high. Well, I don't like fun. that. Cool. <laughs> so, I don't feel like I want to be that peer pressure friend that's like hey girl come on let's smoke and now you can't pass a drug test when y'all are the cutest little virgins (laughs) (laughs) so does the friend do you want to get high sis yes but i needed a job (laughs) so you can't smoke okay well then she did you a favor get out your fucking feelings she helped you out girl you know good damn well any job you gonna get is gonna make you drug test so be happy she smoked without you I would be so mad if a bitch texted me like we getting high, knowing good and fucking well I can't smoke. I would be so pissed. I'd be pissed too. Get over it. You'll be fine. Y'all, yeah, y'all can get high together many, many times in the future. You'll be fine. All right, let's let Asante cross the room. Hey, who's next, Tay? Hey, y'all. Um, my question is regarding the mental health, regarding your post-secondary education. So, Fury, as um, a descendant of parents who are of Jamaican descent, mm-hmm. I want to know how your cultural influences impacted your trajectory pursuing your post-secondary education. And Crystal, regarding your post-secondary education... Can y'all let the lady ask this very intelligent question? She's using a lot of good words. <laughs> Crystal, regarding your post-secondary education... I want to know the impact it had on your mental health as a black woman mm-hmm. in America. Well, to be totally honest with you, I was 17 when I graduated from high school and I was not even remotely ready to go to college. Same. But I was ready to get out of my mama's house. <laughs> so I left anyway. And my very first semester, I got straight F's except work like intro to college it was one of them bullshit question courses they give to freshmen right where it's like here's how you use the union <laughs> and even that i gotta be in <laughs> so that first semester was catastrophic the rest weren't much better i ended up leaving right before senior year because i got a great job offer and so i decided to go to work instead and i clearly did not need that degree to do what i needed to do but um, the, the, the expectation of me was always because my parents both have advanced degrees. 
my mother has a master's and my father has a JD. So the the expectation was always that I would go to college and be like even better than them. Like they were expecting me to be on a doctor type of level. So I think they looked at me like, God damn, really our first child is this whack? How? It don't make no goddamn sense. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, really? Totally get it. All the work we did to be black in America right. and you end up being this whack? Exactly. But, and mine were immigrants. So, right. So, I mean, I did, I tried. I really tried with post-secondary education. And I'm not opposed to learning, but the school environment was never for me. I right. think I have some undiagnosed ADHD. All of it. Me too. Definitely should have been addressed before I went off to school. But, you know, ultimately I figured out my way and I have managed to make a career and a life for myself. So my mom is no longer mad. And that's all that really matters. <laughs> what about you, like friend? Was my it different? journey is so similar to that whole thing right there as well. Except at like 15, I did see a psychiatrist because I was all over the place mentally and emotionally. And they did. that. It was a white man. And he absolutely looked in my face and my mama's face and was like, so I think that it's possible that your son may have like an, uh, a form of ADD or whatever. And my mother was like, okay, that's why we have Jesus and we will never see you again. Amen. And to this day, I'll be at home like, I don't know what to do first. I can't, you know, so. I really feel like some Ritalin and some Adderall would have helped my ass focus. Really early on. It really would have, but my mom wasn't trying to hear that. And, you know, as you know, someone who has parents who are from the sticks in Jamaica, like, education was pretty much all that you had. It was non-negotiable. You're going as far as you could possibly go to go out and possibly get, like, the least you could get still. And that's on the islands. You talk about coming over here with honkies and being black and an immigrant and trying to do that exact same shit. Like, there was no way that we were going to be born into this, you know, nation of of opportunity and all of this other thing and we had like video games and the water ran all 24 hours of the day and like no all excuses. this other th- right no excuses so it was kind of like you don't want to do what <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying it's to hear that job. so when I was fucking up in school and by the time you know I graduated and, or, and left high school and all that other stuff it was just like college for me was like oh so I get to like do essentially what I want to do okay well I don't want to go to class <laughs> oh I overslept for everything like I, I failed a lot of classes because I simply did not show up 8.30 a.m. classes for a freshman is like bad why idea. would why did we do that it's a bad idea I should have known that because I was used to going to school at 7.45 exactly. so I thought 8.30 would be easy as fuck bitch no it's not You've been drinking that cheap ass liquor, especially since one of them white frat houses all don't night. Have to go. If you, you don't, don't have to go. At eight thirty, right. your teacher's not calling your mama. Ain't nobody like, calling your mama. So Crystal was not in class today. <laughs> we just wanted to make sure she's alive. Like you could do whatever the fuck it is that like so. It was more difficult for me, but I think that, you know, again, I was very fortunate to be in this position that we're in now and can, you know, call my mama and be like, how much are the bills? You know, so they're like, nigga, I don't give a fuck what it is you That's how black parents are. As long as you figure it out, they don't really give a fuck what you do. (laughs) And early on, it was very clear to me that, like, education was about like your life in general after school and like having the best opportunities that you could and having parents that were born in like the 50s and 60s and telling them well, yes. I'm like making a, a, a business on the internet they're like nigga what get off of that shit and go right. and, and learn a trade or something before I punch you in your face 
All right, Ted, let's do two more. Okay. Now, this young lady has been over here killing it, so stand okay. up. I ain't screened it, so tell the people your name and your question, you all right? You look very white. I am. I you're white. Love it. Love well, it. I'm very white. Definitely I'm thought you were white. Thanks for coming. Kid Fury, I've been following you since 2011. Oh, my so, age. No, my age, too. I look a lot younger than I am. Work. Me, too, bitch. There you go. There you go. Um, I guess I, I'm really passionate about writing and blogging. However, I feel very strongly about what's going on in the black community. There is so much that I only hear about. From your podcast, which is absolutely awful. The only reason I hear about it is from your podcast and the fact that if I didn't follow y'all, I would never hear about it. Oh, and wow. that, that is one of my problems. Sweet with this, I'm sorry. With what's your name? What's your name? My name is Megan. Megan. Okay. Thank you so much. But Please that's continue. one of my many problems with this country. Y'all, if I didn't follow y'all, there's so many fucking things that I would not hear about because Fox and everybody else has the white people with a certain amount of fucking news that we're allowed to hear, but we don't get to hear the real shit. And right. the only reason I know about some of the real shit is because y'all, I've been watching Kid Fury, your YouTube videos since um, 2011. Yeah. The Everybody, see, please chill. Please chill. Let her get to the question, My remark please. is, how do I write from a good point of view without seeming like I don't know what it's like to be black in toupee fiascos, America. Right. However, so, did you say toupee fiasco? Toupee fiasco. <laughs> I like her. That's a very black toupee reference fiasco. for somebody so white. However, I don't, I want to write from a perspective that white people can't seem to fucking understand. Yes. But I don't want black people to feel like I am encroaching and I don't completely understand. This is actually what it's a like. very, right, you don't. I don't yeah. completely understand what it's like to be black in Trump's America. And you don't. That's so fucked up that I don't. I, I don't. So but you just I, want to be I able empathize to, right. and Megan I wants some help. Yes. And I don't want to come across as seeming like someone that is, oh, I know what it's like because I right. don't. But I do want to come across as I fucking know what it's like to be living in a <laughs> fucked up ass country she with some it. fucking orange All right. fucking All right. Yes. Thank you so much, Megan. I think I know your question. And I will say this. Thank you for being one of the very few whites who is willing to speak yes. up and say something to other white people. Because the thing about racial discrimination is that the people who believe in it the most are the least likely to listen to us, meaning black people and other right. people of color. Yes, Megan feels very strongly, you guys. And it's fine. It's good. No, we're not. Megan, I appreciate your many words. No, sis, I get it. And I appreciate it. What I'm saying is... All you have to do is frame your work as addressing white people and telling them what they need to do better. Right. That's all you have to right. do. Black people are not going to be offended if you speak up on our behalf because we need people who possess that privilege yes. to do that. We do. Because they're not 
listening to us. Donald Trump don't give a fuck about us. We're not yes. even getting through the door. It has to be white people like you to do that for us. So yes. thank you for it. I appreciate. I mean, it's the bare. I mean, it's the bare minimum that a decent right. white person would yes. do. But I'm thanking you anyway <laughs> because so many white people in this country are not decent. Right. So thank you for that. All you have to do is address white people in your work and make sure that everything that you say should be done is directed to them. Because black people are doing enough just surviving in this country. Right. It don't need to be no black people need to stop selling water. Black people need to pull their pants up. Black people need to blah, blah, blah. Don't talk to us. Talk to your people about what they need to do to do better. Amen. And that and is you will be fine. It. We're not asking for a lot, boo. Thank you so much. Work, Megan. All right, Crystal. That was going to be the last one. Oh, wow. Really? We ended on a white girl? That's racist. You ain't even going to do that shit to me. I tried. One more. One more. Tell Alex she can't hold us down. Your your bone structure in person is so much. Oh, God. My name is Whose birthday is it? Happy birthday, girl! If I get the the beer, happy birthday, Adequate. Here's the thing: I moderate all these shows, and I know it's your birthday. And you ask questions at every show. That's why I wasn't doing it. So stand, Joseph. You've asked a question at a show before. Several. Has that person asked a question at a show before? And that's why. Okay, Okay, so happy birthday, birthday, Boo! Thank you so much. I love you. You look very cute in the breakup with him shorts. I love the shorts. And your tiara is adorable. You are. We gonna gonna let somebody who's never had a chance have a chance. You know what time it is. All right. What's up? Thank you. Your twerking was everything. No. You're not trying. <laughs> and my birthday is next week. Thank um, you. Happy birthday. A- along with Megan, um, I'm a trans woman, and you guys. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> you are welcome here, girl. Well, the thing is, you guys as cisgender individuals being in that space. Y'all living for polls. Y'all gave us the joy of big freedom today. <laughs> um, you know, and my spirit animals at the friend zone. I live. Yeah. Y'all understanding us and telling y'all friends as cisgender people about us and, and dragging the girls to filth when they get out of line. That's true. <laughs> I really appreciate that, so I want to congratulate you. But I also want to say as uh, creatives, black creatives, queer creatives, have you guys thought about joining the friend zone and uh, Kia and uh, getting grown, grown. Mm-hmm. for some kind of like activation tour like what Fran is doing to, to encourage all of us as creators, black creators, because y'all are like the biggest, y'all are the cultural icons that would be right so nice. of, of, of black and queer and creativity. Thank and you. it's like, we all live and breathe for y'all when y'all come on the, on the podcast every week. Thank y'all you. pull us out of our doldrums. And it's like, yes, doldrums. I'm just like, we, I love the doldrums. We, we need things like this. Yes. yes. Personally. Thank you, to Boo. To continue to encourage us to just live our dreams and be ourselves. Yeah. So I think I need to join friends. Well, thank you so much for that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully um, I will. I got my coins ready. <laughs> we try to do it, you know, on the show. Make sure yeah. everybody in the LGBTQIAA plus community One, two, three. feels included. We really do try to do that. And as somebody who grew up, you know, with being taught to be anti-trans, with being taught to be anti-gay, it has taken me 
a while to get to the point where I feel like truly accepting of my brothers and sisters across right. the LGBTQIA spectrum. But right. I'm here, and I'm so glad that you feel affirmed and welcome here because this platform is for you. This is for people like us who feel marginalized in every other way. Uh, friend is the type of bitch that radio radiate coconut oil and good yep. vibes. And we just don't do that bullshit. 24-7, she does. We just don't. Friend is so kind. We're not like that. We're bitches. Yep. Friend is like the nicest person. You go hang out with friend for a few days and you'll be like, wow, bitch, my chakras. I didn't know I was so angry. I feel so good, bitch. I feel rejuvenated. If you hang out with us, you're going to be like, god damn, why do I listen to that show? Them bitches... They are annoying as fuck. So, you know, we stay in our lane. We stay in yes. our once weekly lane, but we are so glad that people like you feel welcome because this yes. is for us. Right. This shit is for us, literally. Especially as so a gay thank you black for listening. man. Especially as a gay black man in America. First of all, I, like, I recognize that gender identity and sexual orientation are two different things. But I also know that, like, we are a community and we do still deal with a lot of the same disadvantages, a lot of the same prejudices. Um, and I'm just very sensitive about uh, the trans community in particular because in in truth, it's women like yourself who made it possible for me to be able to sit up on this stage right now with Amen. my ass and talk about anything. Amen. You know what I'm saying? So I just... Yes. I, I yearn for a day that we all can just live in our truths and our honest beings as ourselves and be left the fuck alone when we're right. not hurting anybody. So I'm very grateful for you and anyone like you who listens to the show and and receives that like lo- love and warmth because it's genuine. We still learning. Every, you know what I'm saying? Every all single the time. day. Because we are cisgender trash. But we are trying to be better. Exactly. Always. So thank you. Always. We acknowledge our privileges. And without trans women like Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera and so many unknown names across the decades, we would never be where we are now. And so I celebrate my sister Jen and Mock and all the other girls involved with Pose because it is so monumental to see that on TV and to feel like my community is represented on TV so thank you so much for that question I'm so glad we ended with a a trans woman of color instead of a white girl no shade to the white girl So glad we Sorry, ended Megan. That. We still love you, Megan. We love you so much, Megan. Megan Look, and Megan is gone, by the way. Damn. Work, Megan got Megan. her hands on. She left. All right. That's real. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. 
When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8-0. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. So we're going to go ahead and slide right on to the read section. And I'm honestly not going to take too much of y'all's time. Okay. I have a very quick read this week. Of course, it goes out to white people because why not? Right. If you've been paying attention this week, white people have been. Oh, I'm going to just wait for you, girl. Oh, hey, is that Megan? Megan is that? Megan just went to the bar. That's all. She just needed to go to the bar real quick. I'm not mad. Okay, girl. I'm, I'm, I'm about to read your people, so just go on and chill and take this for a second. Yes, girl. Amen. Amen. So, all right. Didn't hear none, none of what you said. But if you know Tia and Tamara, like all the people of color do. Do it, bitch. <laughs> Drag her. Tamara married a white man named Adam Housley. Adam Housley is a former Fox News correspondent, which gives you just a small taste of his ideals. And during the 4th of July, he posted on his Instagram about how all Americans need to come together and get over the bullshit. And we agree on 90% of things, but the rest of things, we just need to hug it out and not worry about everybody else because the European Union is coming for our asses and the Russians are coming for our asses and all this other bullshit. And black people were like, well, you know, in his comments, like, very cute message, Adam. Actually love it in theory. However, in real life... In real life, black people are discriminated against like you would never understand, nor would your mixed race wife understand. Just to be real about it, because although Tamara is half black, she's also very rich and she's famous. And so she does not live the life that the rest of us live. It's true. And it's very rare to find a famous, rich black person who still can identify with what it was like to be one of us. Because once you hit that level of police knowing who you are when you get pulled over, it's a whole nother life. It's a whole nother life. So Tamara is in her dreamland with her white man. Congrats to her. No shade to that. But her white man is on Instagram spouting all kind of bullshit. And other black people are like, so listen, in real life, it doesn't work like this. And it's not just as easy as go hug your Trump voting neighbor because those niggas are separating families that look like mine. Those people are trying to trying to deport family members of mine like they are trying to make sure that we have as few rights as possible in this country. And so he started arguing black people back and forth about how all we're really doing is dividing the nation, right? The exact opposite of what white people should do, Megan, take notes. It's the exact opposite of how white people should act when called out on their shit. When when people of color say, hey, listen, bitch, July 4th don't mean nothing to me the way June 20th do. It don't mean nothing to me. What is the 4th of July to the slave? 
What is it to us whose families are still being divided every day? What is it to us who even under Barack Obama's administration had our parents ripped away from us because this country don't give a fuck about us? What does that mean to us, really and truly? What does that mean? So he has been challenged on that ideal over and over again. He's been fighting back against it because he's a white man. Tamara's been staying out of it because even she can understand when black people are right. And when they not, so she's just like, look, bitch, I just got to, I have to make sure I can keep eco style in my house because this ponytail won't lay right without it. So she's chilling. But even people that you would expect to be on our side, like very long-term liberals, like Stephen King, I'm sure everybody here has read at least one Stephen King novel. Megan knows Stephen King. Shout out. Stephen King has been very vocal against Donald Trump for a few years now. And even he tweeted over the holiday weekend how we need to be better about everybody reaching out and liberals reaching out to conservatives and giving them a hug and vice versa. And we're mostly all in the same boat and this type of shit. And it's like, listen, I can hug it out with people over a lot of different shit, but not when it comes to my humanity. You're talking about considering me as less of a person than the rest of these people. You are talking about separating me from my child. People have not seen their children age 17 and under for months, weeks. You're talking about just going to hug it out with somebody who voted for this motherfucker. I will not. I will not do it. And you asking me to do it is acting like all this is an, is an issue of politics. It is not an issue of politics that mothers are separated from their babies. That's not politics. That's humanity. That's saying you're not a real woman. Your baby's not a real child. Any trauma that y'all endure from being separated from one another doesn't mean shit because y'all aren't shit as people. And that's what I cannot stand for. No, I'm not going to go hug it out with these sons of bitches because fuck every last one of these motherfuckers. Fuck the 53% of white women who voted for that motherfucker. Both the 70-something percent of white men who voted for that motherfucker. Vote for everybody who supports his policies and ideals because our people don't deserve it. So that type of shit is just like white people. If you want to do better, if you want to be better, stop telling people of color. This is what I try to tell you, Megan. Hope you're listening. Stop telling people of color where to step up and start telling white people where they should do better. It's not enough of that. It's like Vixen said at the drag race reunion. Stop telling me how to react and start telling that bitch how to act. Because that bitch don't know how to act. That white bitch do not know how to act. And y'all acting like it's okay for people to be separated for 24 weeks from their eight-year-old children. And it's not okay. And if those people grow up with a hatred for the United States and decide to bomb this motherfucker to the ground, I cannot blame them. Because it is utter trash what this country is doing to those people. Megan is having a church moment. She's the only one. Because the rest of us have been to a black church. Work, Megan. But Megan is over here feeling it and that's what I want the white people who listen to this show who come to our shows to understand leave black people the fuck alone talk to your people about what they doing wrong because it's only with white people that we will dismantle white supremacy our job is to be here and tell you about all the shit that's going on 
But at a certain point, racists don't listen to us. So it's up to y'all to take up the slack and make it better. And that's for all of us who hold a position of power. If you straight, you owe that to gay, queer, trans people. If you're cisgender, you owe that to trans people to stand up for them. If you white, you owe it to people of color to stand up for them. Because again, none of us are free until all of us are. So please, stop looking at yourself. And look at the greater good. Again, I'm mostly talking to Megan. But thank you, girl. You came to this show knowing you would get cussed out, and you did it anyway. I'm done. All right. Yes. Welcome to Wakanda. All right. First of all, I would like to say fuck you to one Joseph uh, Muno. Muno. Uh, Joseph is the principal of University Preparatory (laughs) Charter School for Young Men in New York, where they recently had their first black valedictorian, a young black man named Jason Lovett who did all the work that he needed to do in order to be the valedictorian. Apparently, Joseph, the white old principal, felt like uh, denying uh, Jason his moment to give a speech during graduation because Jason has had an issue with the principal in the past uh, as an activist. This is what I read on uh, Blavity.com. Is it Blavity or Blavity? Uh, You know it's Blavity. Blavity. It says, in one instance, Lovett led a five-day strike when the school wouldn't order needed safety equipment for a lab. So it seems like Jason was like, hey, we're in, you know, science class or whatever, and we need these things to not be harmed, and you don't have them. It would be so great if you did. Sounds like something that, you know, like anybody, a superintendent, somebody, you know, who thinks about things, people, you know, would say to you, apparently Joseph had an issue with that so much so that he decided that uh, Jason just wasn't going to speak to nobody, even though he was the valedictorian. It's already sad enough that it's clear these days that there are so many young people, so many high school students, so many elementary school students who have more sense and compassion for people than grown-ass adults who are in positions of power. But aside from that, You have the first black valedictorian in the history of whatever this school is. And you just feel like, oh, well, that nigga spoke back to me. How dare he? You won't be speaking at my fucking uh, school's graduation. So the issue with that is that I guess Joseph either didn't know or didn't care that Jason was an intern for the Rochester mayor's office. Oh, bitch. Mayor Lovely Warren, which A, I love that name, and B, once again, shout out to black women for getting it fucking done. Yes! Always. The mayor said, hey, Jason, so what you can do is you can actually come and speak um, underneath, you know, us, the mayor's office, the actual whole ass government here over in Rochester. You can give that speech you were denied right here with us. But not until after I cuss out your motherfucking principal and niggas that think like them. How disgusting should you feel as a grown ass white man who told a black student who busted ass, who busted his ass clearly to become valedictorian at your fancy ass school the right to give a speech at the fucking graduation 
pushing because you don't like the fuck that he st- uh, stood up to you or fought Trash. for like basic things that students should have. It's raggedy. Joseph should be ashamed of himself and I'm glad that not only one but two black people dragged your ass and that nigga still got to do his motherfucking speech. You should be ashamed of yourself but you probably aren't because you're old and white and think that you know everything. So fuck you and I hope somebody trips you when you fall on your Adam's apple, bitch. <laughs> yes. Next. Next, I want to say to cisgender, heterosexual uh, men, and especially black men, it is perfectly okay for you to openly enjoy content created by queer people. It's okay. It's fine. Tell them again. You can actually, like, contrary to popular belief, gay people are good at things. Some of us actually have a sense of humor. Some of us even tell jokes. And sometimes it might be a good one. You aren't a queen, too, just because you laughed. So it's actually quite annoying at this point for motherfuckers to be trying to come up to me and say whatever, like, straight nigga shit it is. Usually it's, oh, you know, my girl loves your podcast and I hear it all of the time. You and your girlfriend listen to the podcast because it's good. Both of yeah. That's why some young, very crusty-looking black man on um, on Twitter the other day tweeted uh, something like along the lines of that gay nigga on the read is annoying as fuck, but the show is low-key fire. I didn't see that until somebody tagged me in it. And just for clarity, I didn't take any offense to being called annoying as fuck. I know I'm annoying. I annoy myself. Okay, I'm late to everything. I don't know how the fuck I showed up to this shit on time. I have the knees of an 80-year-old slave. I can't compartmentalize shit. I'm so disorganized all of the time. I aggravate me. So if you think I'm aggravating too, cool. I'm not going to argue with you. What confused me was the fact that you felt like I am annoying 50% of the show. Yet the show is still low-key fire. How can that be? How? If you hate half of it. It doesn't make sense. First of all, my show is high-key fire. Ask your friends. Ask again. First podcast of Essence. The girls are on the bill. First of all, the show is sold out. No shade to the rest of y'all. List like heard in fifty countries, fifty-five million listens. Yeah. This show is actually lit. So you don't have to say low key. We know it's good. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's A. But B, just because you are so ignorant and insecure of your sexuality doesn't mean that you have to come and try and give me or her a half-ass or backhanded compliment to say that you enjoy the right. show. If niggas think that you're gay because you thought something that a gay person said was humorous, then that nigga who thinks that is a fucking dumbass. <laughs> and you should probably not want them to be yes. anywhere near you or in your motherfucking circumference. You should know better than that. Bitch, there's yes. nothing wrong with laughing at something that you think is funny. Monique said if you don't laugh, you'll yourself and why would you want to do that amen 
So don't try and come to me or her or anybody else and feel like you're going to have, like, you have to give some weird heterosexual disclaimer in order to say that you like the motherfucking show. Yes, we constantly tell the women in your lives, your girlfriends and, and your wives to leave you when you autism fuck shit. And most of y'all are. Yes, we tell the women in your lives to remind your dumb asses to wash your own scrotums and clean underneath your motherfucking fingernails. Maybe you need to get your shit together. Maybe I'm not annoying, bitch. Maybe I'm telling, I'm, I'm, having you sit in your motherfucking truth. Maybe you could use a toenail clipper. Maybe that's something that you actually you need. Could. You have no reason to be mad at me. But just sure. know, I receive all of that and with love. I understand that you are set up like many other dumb straight niggas in your existence who just don't have no motherfucking sense. Amen. And that's why other people have to clean up all of your mess all the time and march for your dumb asses and you still mad at us. But it's fine. It's cool. Welcome. Thanks for listening. You're awesome. Last but not least, I just wanted to very quickly say once again on the topic of Missy Elliott, I know that sooner or later in a couple of weeks, MTV is going to be giving promos for the uh, Video Music Awards. Missy Elliott still doesn't have a Video Vanguard Award, and I would like to understand why the fuck that is. Sure. How many Missy, Missy videos are there that shit on every video before, yes. during, and after? I'm tired. Give Melissa her things and stop playing a motherfucking game. Melissa had Nisi from Alicia talking about welcome to the get your freak on hotel yes like come on she's a bitch is still one of the most expensive music True. videos of all motherfucking black ass time up there with fucking michael jackson his goddamn sister and stuff and y'all want to play a game your favorite rapper is still shooting fucking videos at kod and magic city and tootsies or in like on a yes. sitting on top of a fucking escalade parked outside their mom house and missy is still giving budget in her videos you bitches are trying to act like you don't know what fucking time it is i'm tired of you disrespecting legends i'm tired of you not giving black women their things Amen. And that's it. I'm done. All right. And on that note, we are going to wrap up the read live at Essence. The first podcast to be brought to Essence. That's because of y'all. Thank you. We love you. Thank you so much be for safe. bringing us to Essence Festival. Have a good time. Look at that nigger's nail beds and his fingernails yes. are dirty or crusty. That nigger's dick is dirty and crusty too. Word to Tiffany Haddish. Get your life. Have a good time. Play safe. We love you. Amen. Thank you so much for coming. Bye, y'all. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.